Hey, RBMA members, Bob Still here. We hope that you will join us at the RBMA 2022 Paradigm Annual Meeting. We will be at the spectacular Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, Colorado from April 24th to the 27th. Join radiology business thought leaders, solution providers, and your peers for an in-depth analysis of the current state of the industry and a guided outlook on the rapid evolution currently unfolding all within the beautiful confines of the Rocky Mountains at the Broadmoor. Leave Paradigm with the framework, knowledge, and skills to develop transformative thinking that propels radical innovation for you and your team back home. There are four incredible keynotes, sessions from industry luminaries, on-demand access to all learning labs, a face-to-face, and by the way, sold-out marketplace with exhibitors and vibrant networking receptions. So don't miss the radiology business event of the year. Learn more and register at rbma.org forward slash paradigm. Be there. Barbara Rubel, welcome to A Word with Bob. How are you today? Thank you, Bob. I'm great and happy to be here. Yes, on Flag Day, June the 14th, we're recording. And uh, it's a big day in America, Flag Day. And uh, in our family, it was my parents' anniversary. Oh, my goodness. How cool is that? So you always remember mom and dad on Flag Day. That is cool. Well, my husband, John, reminded me, put my flags out up and down the driveway. So they're out there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Now, uh, you live on the St. John's River in Florida, mm-hmm. which runs yes. from Orlando to up through Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's the only, we think it's the only river in America that runs north. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you have a big flagpole out on the river in front of your place? Or? We, have, we do have a flagpole out on the dock. So oh, we, do can, we can tell which way the wind is blowing when we oh, bring, yeah. bring the boat in. <laughs> yes, I actually spent a little bit of time at the hardware store. I had to get a new flagpole. Not a, we, I just have one kind of that's, uh, you know, off of a railing. But, you know, every once in a while, you got to repair it. I did that the other day. And preparing for Flag Day, but we have a, we have a neighbor across from the the lake here that uh, it's we call it Arlington Cemetery because it's, it's big flagpole lights at night it's on an automatic oh. timer they're real nice people and he's really good about following the strict you know flag flying rules and when is sure. it supposed to be at half staff so I always I always know something's up I watch Bob's flag and if it's at half staff I like go check everything huh yeah what's going on what did I miss. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. You have a you and your husband John John right? Just do you have a boat? We do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. Little Yamaha jet boat. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Go up and down mm-hmm. the river. Mm-hmm. Skiing. Mm-hmm. skiing on it. Ski to go down to the sandbar, hang out for a picnic. <laughs> go down to the sandbar. <laughs> that sounds so like Florida. Uh, do you do you water ski? I I used to. Uh, yeah. After shoulder surgery and back oh, surgery, yeah. I don't do it anymore. I know. Yeah. I do too. I love to water ski. We have mm-hmm. a group of seniors here at the lake that water ski every morning, mm-hmm. usually between six thirty and seven thirty, and they're love really it. good skiers. And love it. I'm really envious. I I'm used to ski, but I just can't seem to, you know, physically get myself up behind. You know, I keep trying, <laughs> huh? Pulling this I did log. make it. I did ski on one ski when I was skiing. Oh, you did? Slum? Yeah, that was the Holy Grail. Get oh, up yeah. On one. Uh-huh. 
Yes, my experience with slalom was when I was trying to learn. I, you know, you you're on two and you lift that Kickle. right right foot up, yeah, and the ski yeah. came off accidentally. I wasn't oh. ready, and it was like uh, the people that were with me said the look on your face was priceless. So anyway. Well, good. Well, we're glad you're here. You know, we like to talk about everybody's uh, past, present, and future with radiology. And and uh, you and I have talked about your growing up in Pennsylvania. Yes. In yes, Indiana, Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Good memory. Well, I'm a Hoosier. I'm from Indiana. I went to the real Indiana University, but I won't. Right. That right. Yep. <laughs> was your dad a professor there? He was. He was a professor at IUP for... 25 years, I believe, oh, yeah. English theater and drama. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. he was, I didn't know he uh, did theater and drama as well. Mm -hmm. that, that, and public speaking, those were his really. Oh, that's why you're such a good public speaker. Oh, yes. He would. Uh, well, I don't know that I am, but he was uh, he would always say, I would say, Dad, I'm so nervous. And he would say, no daughter of mine gets nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Get out there. Yeah, speak in exactly. the public. So, uh, and you have a twin sister. Do you have a twin? Mm -hmm. Are you identical twins? We are not. She's about five foot four. I'm five nine. Oh, really? Okay. She, yeah. um, she has very short hair. Mine's a little longer. Yeah, I don't see many similarities between the two of us. What does your sister do? Is she involved with health? She's, she's retired. She was actually a vice president uh, with M&T, um, M&T oh, okay. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. And then it sold and became something else, and mm -hmm. uh, or or she was maybe she was Dolphin Bank, and then it sold to M and T. Yeah, I think that was the yeah sequence. Dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a friend in Philly years ago. Kept he kept saying, "I keep trying to get away from core states, so I do." And then they buy the bank I go to. So right, right. She did. She went through about. She started with Bank of Hanover, and then yeah, it went through those iterations and ended up at M and T. So you know, Barb, my wife. Barb is a twin, identical twin. Yes, yes. And uh, so they're very close. I'm sure you're very close with your sister. Yes. Do you have like the twin thing where you can kind of know what's going on, even though you don't know what's going on? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Does she? Does Barb? Oh, yeah, very yeah. much. Wow. Yeah. Now, wow. her sister uh, and her sister's husband, her sister and husband live here at Lake Winona. Uh -huh. So we see them all the time. You know, nice. they walk together. And so, and Aww. our kids are all very close. Um, nice. So yeah, there is, seems to be this thing, you know, if something's going on in her twin's life, Barb kind of feels it or senses it. It's really That's awesome. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah. It's, Never it's had cool. that. Yeah. But that's really interesting about your father and, you know, oh, you're not afraid to speak. Get out no, there. Huh? Don't, don't do that. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to preview all your little talks in school in front of him or oh we did yes yeah yes but it was very helpful <laughs> i'll bet yeah yes yes well you know it's americans like number one fear is public speaking is that did right you know? yeah i mean I they've done uh spent a lot of research in this and like you know like death is number six on the list mm. you know but public speaking mm. and uh you and i are not afraid to get up behind a podium uh most of our RBMA leaders are not, you know, mm -hmm. fearful of that. I guess that's why, you know, that happens when you're going mm -hmm. through leadership. But it is an interesting phenomenon. You know? That is interesting. Just get up and be yourself. Get up and yeah, mm -hmm. uh, be Barb or be Bob or whatever. Mm -hmm. huh? mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you were in music education. That's very interesting. Coming out. I of was. College. I started my. Well, you know, when you're 17 years old and right. 
17 year old, not many. Right. The, our marine biology daughter knew what she wanted to do. But at 17, yeah. I said, well, I, like, I love playing the piano. I guess yeah. I'll go be a music education major. And that's, oh, that's kind cool. of how that happened. Yeah. But you never, uh, you have a couple different, you, in music therapy too, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I went on to Ohio University and, yeah. and did a music therapy degree because back then the education jobs were few and far between. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the, the, the job market was not as rosy. Right. So I said, well, I'll go get a degree in music therapy. It looks like there's more opportunity there. And while I was there, they said, well, why don't you do a master's in music while you're here as well? You can do a dual dual path and pick up two more degrees. Yeah, there you go. So I did. <laughs> Pile them on. Yeah. Do you still play the piano? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, I took, I play the piano, but not very I think much. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked, but I took lessons yeah. from, uh, at, you know, starting like second grade, very formal, you know, played in, did you have to play piano in contests? Oh, yes. And recitals <laughs> and, oh, yes. I think that's why I never really had a fear of uh, going on stage is because those piano recitals. Recitals. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Get, got nervous. Now that, that makes one nervous. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you learn if you hit the wrong key, you just keep on moving. Right. Right. I mean, right. I remember, of course, you had to have everything memorized. Right. And and I remember one recital and my dad said, that was just lovely, but it was much shorter than when I heard you play it at home. Well, I had left out the entire middle section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You just you just keep on rolling and bow and walk out. Huh? I often wonder about professional piano players if how often they do that. I, I I'm astounded by their ability to to memorize and it's amazing play the notes. Uh, but I I just remember going to these piano uh, contests sponsored mm -hmm. by the state uh, Indiana music teacher. <laughs> and you go into a room with one, two or judges and have yes. to play that song. Talk yes. about nerve wracking. Yes. Oh. My oh. most, my greatest accomplishment on the piano was I won the piano competition at Ohio University. So I, oh really? I played Beethoven's first piano concerto, uh -huh. and I don't know how, I don't know how I ever did that in yeah. front of a, a full um, audi yeah. auditorium. Yeah, through, several hundred of, people. Yeah, full of people. But I tell you, when they say you you get up into the flow, yeah, that was one time when I. I was totally oblivious to everything else around me and totally focused on that and didn't get nervous, which was that's fascinating. Amazing. You know, that's a very interesting dynamics. Uh, I had the privilege of working a um, LPGA ladies PGA uh, golf tournament, the mm -hmm. McDonald's, which at the time was the PGA championship. This is sure. 20, 20 years ago. So one of the days uh, uh, my son carried this, this the the score banner or whatever that you follow the the threesome and I walked with him to help him and and you know you get inside those ropes and you don't have any idea there's an there's a gallery there mm -hmm. you're 100 yards away from them or you're 75 and so I really had that sense of inside the ropes so to speak so I kind of get that when you said you just got in the zone you didn't even realize mm -hmm. there was a crowd there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly as a matter of fact um I was part of my my commitment to the university was to be a teacher's assistant 
Mm, sure. So it had a couple of classes and, and right. two big football players were in one of my classes and they mm -hmm. came to the concert. Right. And my dad said they came a couple minutes late and they sat uh -huh. in the front row and I was so worried that you were going to be distracted and see them. Oh, no <laughs> kidding. No, no sense that that had happened. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, when I was a kid, I would always, uh, we lived like three blocks from the school. So for, on piano recitals, for some reason, I would walk, uh, we all walked to school, but I would just walk to over to the auditorium and, uh, you know, not like today, you know, we could walk to school. So I'd walk and I, right. and I, to this day, whenever I have a big presentation or something, I'll go for a walk ahead of time. Oh, that's interesting. And you just kind of think through it as you're walking. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. So if you see me walking at an RBMA meeting, that's why. <laughs> and my strategy, if I can do it, is, yeah. and Jose knows this. Remember uh -huh. Jose from Tampa? I oh, yes, get, right. Uh -huh. I would I would always come and it works especially well if you're right after lunch. Yeah. And just go up to the podium mm -hmm. and, you know, just be on the podium and get yeah. acclimated. Um, yes, to the environment up there and that works very well get comfortable mm -hmm. yeah the um uh that whole area of how do you prepare is just interesting i'm sure your dad had a lot of different you know mm -hmm. teaching drama and uh, english and how, yes. how actors prepare it's fascinating mm -hmm. yeah. practice yeah. practice you, yeah. you, i have not been successful in just putting together slides and winging it oh okay so you you i've always well, first from a time perspective. Yeah. Gotta know if you've got 30 minutes, you've got 30 minutes. So practicing and because usually the slides that you put together, if you try mm -hmm. to practice it and sometimes they don't make sense in the right. order in which you have them originally. Right. So that's yeah, you just don't want to practice too close to when you make that presentation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Oops. on the airplane. <laughs> our when our our meeting staff uh, you know at paradigm they're constantly yeah. trying not to upload slides on the fly but generally it's a doctor that has comes in at the last minute with new slides oh i have new slides like what right, right. what you, the anatomy changed since right. the last time i mean what do you mean you have new slides <laughs> what, what did you change here yeah what the heart moved or the yeah, abdomen yeah. moved or what exactly. what's going on <laughs> oh. oh well so uh my later years of taking piano, the 12 years I took it, I took it from a gentleman in Fort Wayne, Indiana, named Mr. Bishop. I never knew his first name, but he was, it was like, you, you went into uh, this uh, office building and went up to the second floor and he had a little office there and a piano and, right. and his whole deal was teaching me how to play by ear. Of course, yes. And it was fascinating. And I got away from reading music. But I would tell him like a song I wanted to learn and he would write it out on sheet music with a pencil. Now, do you think I would have any of that sheet music today? No, I mean, it was, oh, that would be my mom probably saw it and said, oh, you know, let's get rid of that. But I wish I had it, you know, today, but I don't. You know, a very Bishop. famous story is this is how talented the great, you know, Tchaikovsky's yeah. and yeah. Bach and Mozart, that Bach was in a carriage uh -huh. writing furiously out of his head. So yeah. this piece was in his head. He was wow. really just transcribing onto the paper. I mean, in music class, you know, if you're asked to write 
a piece, an original piece. I, I don't know. You sit at the piano and how does this sound? Tinker and, around. That's a yeah, good sound. Yeah, and what should yeah. I put here? Oh, yeah. no, it was all in his head. He just was writing it down as fast as he could get it on paper. Isn't that fascinating? That is astounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, uh, you know, they say that uh, if you, I don't know if there's research on this, but, um, you know, if you pipe in classical music with infants, they, mm. you know, have this, you know, they learn math better. And I don't, yes. I don't, I don't yeah, know, this cognitive, I, I, I've never tested it with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Generally, it was some other kind of music. <laughs> well, look at all the music that's in the cartoons. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's all classical music. Yeah, I know. We watch plenty of those, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so what an interesting, you're the first person in radiology that I've talked to that had a, has a music degree. <laughs> um, and so how did you make that transition into radiology? I mean, you went into marketing? Oh, or, yeah. Well, so I came out and used my music therapy degree with Charter Medical in Atlanta. Oh, I worked at oh, Charter, okay. the Charter Hospitals there in Atlanta for about five years in the music therapy positions. And then said, well, I think I'd really like to get into marketing. I was yeah. kind of observing from the sidelines on the marketing and I didn't have any training in marketing, formal training. So the marketing yeah. director said, well, um, you don't have any background or any uh, training, but I said, well, give me a project. Give mm. me a project, let me do the project and see if you like it. And if I, if you like it, let's, we can talk. And she did. and. And she hired me. And then I wanted, I went to the administrator and said, I want to be the director, uh, director of marketing. And he said, well, I don't think you're ready for that yet, but I'm going to, I will pay for you to go get an MBA. Oh, so, oh, so that's the transition. Oh, that's cool. how I ended up with a degree in marketing that, that position I eventually left. Uh -huh. And then when we, we talk about looking back in history, this is my deja vu moment. Yeah. There was a network in Georgia called the Georgia Radiology Network, which was oh, back in the 90s, right? <laughs> yes. We all had radiology networks, right? Yes. Horizontal alignment of radiology practices yeah. because we believed at the time, as we do now, that being connected and being larger and having a, a larger scope yeah. uh, was good. And at that time, it was, it was to fight capitation, which we thought right. was going to migrate east from California. Yes. In, the, in that network, I met... Bo Trotter. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Here, here it is, folks. Here it is. This in is the genealogy of <laughs> in 19. That's when I started in radiology, 93. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that oh. network eventually folded in 97. And he gave me a call and said, you want to come help me grow MSN? I yeah. Said, he called. He's like me. He says, how do you like your job? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said, sure. Oh, that's cool. So do you get to perform at the MSN annual employee <laughs> meeting? Do you get to play? No. The, have you written a song about it? No. Bo Trotter? I mean, there's I a know. song there about Bo. Oh, there's got to be somewhere. That's a great idea. No. Mm -mm. Well, I will give you a project. I need to get, I need to interview Bo for a word with Bob. So that's your project from this interview today. Oh, so. you need me to set that up? Sure. Okay. There. There okay I can do that. <laughs> I know Bo is on the fly a lot. Yeah. I can do so. that. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally on the fly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was really interesting. Uh, I when I, you know, was looking at your background, Barb, and uh, that network. You know, we had the same thing in Pennsylvania. There were all these. Every it became this big thing. It must. There must have been a lecture at some ACR meeting in 1993 on that or something. Had to have been because the the two these were two former General Electric executives. They were the 
operational people behind putting together the network. And we were also working on an up, upstate New York net, network. It was called Empire Diagnostic Imaging. Oh, okay. So it was across Albany, uh, Middletown, uh, over to Syracuse, Rochester, all the way over to Buffalo. Right. So upstate you're right. Yeah. 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 Well, we had one in central PA and it, they it hired an employee but it never really got off the ground. I, I've never, I think part of it is because like in Pennsylvania, as you know, every county has like one major hospital. Yes. And they don't yes. really, you know, I mean, now, now obviously a lot of them have merged and mm -hmm. affiliated with universities. Uh, mm -hmm. But at that time, mm -hmm. every county had one major hospital and nobody, nobody would talk to another. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. that was actually the limitation of the network and that's you yeah. know something i think that maybe has changed a little bit with radiologists yeah but one of the negatives of the georgia radiology network was that for instance in savannah as a, just as an example there were three groups at the time well the one group wanted to be the only group well oh. if you're trying to sell to a payer you can cover the entire state of Georgia with this network. Right. If that group isn't, for example, in Blue Cross's network, you're not going to be successful. So right. they had the same challenge of not wanting to collaborate in, yeah. in the same market. It, yeah, it's very, very interesting how those um, formed and then unformed and then people went yes. elsewhere and huh? Yes, yes. The, the, uh, and, and I think there's still this in radiology attempt to do that there's this yes. since i started radiology in 93 like you there's always been this attempt to get bigger with yes. with the exception of when managed care was kind of growing there was this warning that you know there are 40 radiologists in this country and you only need or in this county and you only need 17 and right. that like never came to pass either no no it never did did it it scared everybody back right. then. Like, what right. everybody's looking around the table and Right. Well, now that 40 is like 80 or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's exactly. Amazing. Yeah. So, well, that, that's really interesting, that transition and how I've all, I've all these interviews, I find it very interesting how people get involved with healthcare. Very few of us our age studied that or had that plan, you know. But I tell you, people say, oh, do you feel like you wasted your time getting going oh. down this other path for a while? And, and I mean, I think everything that we do in our life really underpins what we're doing now and the amount yeah. of discipline that's required in a music. Oh, yeah. Um, pursuing a music degree is really unbelievable. So all of yeah. that, you know, you can that comes forward into other areas. So, no, I don't feel yeah. like it was wasted at all. I think it was just building. Yeah. From here. Wait, would you encourage a young person well your your own kids i mean in terms of what they want to major in in college should it be like major in something you're interested in don't worry about what you're going to do in 10 years or what that's what? a really good question yeah. that's a really good question yeah um because i'm really struggling of course growing up with a father in academia i, yeah. I that's what i grew up in yeah right but but I don't, I'm not of the opinion everybody needs to go to college. Um, yeah. I think that uh -huh. we have, we need carpenters, we need welders, we need painters, we need right. a lot of skilled um, people who don't necessarily need a liberal arts degree to go right. do what they're going to do. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm not so sure 
that I would say, well, just go do what you think is fun or yeah. what, yeah. you know, what entertains you without some concept of how can I, how can this make, how can I make a living from how this? Can I make, or how can I give back to society? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but not so much entertainment. But what are you interested in? I find that you know, Barb and I have these conversations all the time. On well, she goes, if I if I started over again, I would major in X instead of nursing. But her whole family was in healthcare, just right. like my whole family was in education. And right, I have I have a degree in education. I taught for a couple of years, but then got into management. Right, and um, but I have siblings that you know work their entire career in in education. Uh, so it's yeah. it's just interesting. How but you're influenced and you know it is but before you can give back you have to be able to support yourself you have to be able right. to make a living so that's right. yeah that's kind of the um, conundrum it seems that we are are working in an industry revenue the revenue cycle management portion where there's a lot of positions in that industry that you wouldn't necessarily need a four-year degree you know, oh, absolutely. And, and it could be, yeah, I mean, you've probably learned that and seen that uh, with MSN. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of but you can make process. yourself incredibly valuable yeah. by getting your certifications in coding. Right. You right. Know, if I were younger, I might think about going down that path because that's an incredibly valuable skill. Well, an incredibly flexible career. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, well, now mm -hmm. with all the, IT machinations, you certainly can work from home, but those coders have been sure. working for home for a long time. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. My, yes. my, my biggest horror story in radiology management was when we, we uh, purchased a new billing software, made the transition and the hospital interface did not work and nobody could figure out why. So the hospital was printing radiology reports, putting them in a box. I was picking up the box and dropping oh it off at a coder's front porch at night. Oh boy. Oh and in boy. the morning, she would leave it on the front porch and I'd oh pick it up. Gosh. And then our, you know, charge entry people would. <laughs> no, pre no, pre no, pre no concerns there, right? <laughs> Pre-hippa pre days. Those were pre-hippa <laughs> days, folks. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> but that was a... That was a nightmare scenario. That was a long time ago. That My was gosh. a long time. The yeah. really early, the early software days were interesting days, weren't they, Barbara? Indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. So I've been an advocate of that, that, um, you know, perhaps as an industry, we should talk about marketing careers to just all, you know, widely uh, to, to folks that may or may not want to, to have a four-year degree, but would like to learn a really valuable skill and Absolutely. one that I think is going to be needed for a long time. Uh, I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah. Agree completely. And, and it's not just, we're learning through this COVID experience that it's mm -hmm. not just the coders who can work mm -hmm. from home. Mm -hmm. Of course, always the question is, well, how do we measure productivity? Right. How do we know you're not baking cookies okay. in the kitchen when you're clocked in? <laughs> Yeah, right. and and we have learned that there are other positions where we can measure productivity, and it's not just limited to the coders. So I think that yeah. expands the opportunities. Plus, it you have access to to more more and different skill sets across greater geographies right. if you're allowing some work in home work in the home settings. Yeah. I, and I, know I actually that, heard a radiology yeah. group talk about that is they're they, they're 
recruitment efforts can expand much more broadly geographically if they're willing to let them uh, read from home. Yeah, um, it, it's, I, I know that when I was managing a practice, it was in the early kind of discussions of that. And it never really, you know, yeah. they kind of were doing it kind of not, but uh, how, I mean, it's just expanded exponentially in the last five mm -hmm. years, you know, with, oh, techno yes. with technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I know like most billing companies, revenue cycle management companies, MSN, everybody went home on March the, you know, whatever, 13th, 12th, 2020. Is, is everybody kind of back in an office or do you still have a virtual kind of footprint? Both, both, yeah. um, uh -huh. not, not in a full scale way, mm -hmm. but yeah. um, I'm not sure that, that that will ever come back the way it was before. Yeah, yeah. Which I've heard right. a lot of um, people in other industries talk about that as well. Yeah. That, we now know that this is a workable situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, have to see. I, I know that um, you've all experienced some uh, offshore contracting. Coding <laughs> yes. Uh, I've, I've wondered a lot about that with the, uh, you know, the outbreak in India with COVID. And mm -hmm, I mean, it, mm -hmm. with a world pandemic, what does it say about those relationships? It's really very interesting. You know, right, it is. It is. And they took some very severe steps as well to keep their workforce protected and safe. So Oh, did they really? Yes, uh -huh. that was that was very positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get to go to India to kind of see your coders or I've lobbied for it, but I haven't been yet. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't get to go to India. You get to go yeah, to I know. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania or something. I know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go to India. Well, I, I know, know people that have done that are like, you know, it's a long way and it's not it is fun. A long and you're way. only there for four days and turn around and come back. It's a pain. It's a yeah, Jim has said Jim Trotter has told me about it. He 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 goes over to meet with that workforce and he said yeah. it's a long way. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so uh, you mentioned Bo and, and his son, Jim. Yeah. You're working kind of for a family business. You're not a member of the family. How's that? How's I know. That? That's a challenge or I mean, well, how is awesome? that going? Yeah. Well, I you are a member it. of the family. Yeah. Well, I love it. I spent, um, I worked for two publicly traded big mm. companies and I just have always said, I have no intention of ever doing that again. There's just a totally different yeah. um, commitment and to being in that kind of um, setting. Barb's getting a call from Bo. Sorry, hung up on oh, it. No, no, is no. That the Bo line? <laughs> Bo is a hotline. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Hopefully, you can Sorry. cut this out. <laughs> we can, we can. No, it's more fun to leave it in, Barb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so yeah. there's just a. a um, uh, I don't know if it's a. Well, Bo has always said that he's a servant leader. Yeah. And I is. see that every single day, and I yeah. didn't see that in these particular public yeah. companies yeah all right well let's get back so uh barb let's talk about um your entree into rbma you you and i probably joined you may, you and i may have joined the same year i'll have to look that up in the records yeah 1993 98 no oh, 98 I, oh. I think i i think i did it in 98 okay all right Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i remember when i started it's one of the uh, the doctors said you know there's this organization you should belong to you know blah, blah. and so i I think I, I think I belonged in 93 or 94. Right, right, right. Yeah, you but I wasn't very, I wasn't very involved. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I think our annual meeting, which was the summit back then, was yes. For some reason I keep saying it was always on Mother's Day weekend. Am I remembering that correctly? I think you are correct. And I'm like, who goes away on Mother's right. Day weekend? Right. Well, the mothers do, but right. I, I was just like, I don't know how those men could go leave, you know, their family on Mother's Day weekend. We had discussions about about that happening. <laughs> I'm sure the board had a big discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. I started in '98, and I'm sure with uh, January of '98, my very first project, one of them was to get involved in a compliance plan for MSN. You remember the guidance? Oh, yeah. The yeah. RIG guidance? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Gosh. For third party I, billing companies. Starting to, uh, you know, reduce sleepless nights, you know, compliance. Mm -hmm. And yes. of course, back then, you know, what was the, you know, we're really worried about <laughs> like a staff person, you know, printing out social security numbers and selling them stuff like that you know it wasn't mm -hmm. cyber security and all the it was like paper stuff right exactly and paper well you mentioned dropping reports and documentation yeah, right. on somebody's front porch well it was about that flying all over the neighborhood <laughs> you know whether that was going to happen <laughs> yeah pre pre-hipa mm -hmm. we did have a uh an at-home employee several years ago that got into a traffic accident on the way home, you know, she didn't get injured, but her car flipped over and she was coming back from the office with the paper, you know, oh, I'm like, wow. where did the paper go? Oh, it's fine. You know, like, right. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, yeah. So that was your first project with Bo. Huh? Yes, 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 yes. That was yeah, a give while me ago, a but Give me a project. Huh? But then yeah. I joined RBMA shortly thereafter, I'm sure, because I was just looking at the dates and I believe I was secretary in 2003, but that was after a couple of years of saying my kids are little. Yeah. And I, no, I'm going to decline. Yeah. <laughs> right. I said, I better accept her. They're not going to ask me again. Hey friends at RBMA, Bob Still here. Spring forward with RBMA's 2022 Coding Webinar Series. The program offers four sessions held on May 10th, 19th, 24th, and 26th, and they're each held from 1 to 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time. So increase, engage, and enhance your knowledge with these four exciting sessions that take you on a journey through these topics. What does incidental mean in MIPS? Basic coding compliance for radiology, understanding category two codes and interventional radiology for beginners, a focus on percutaneous biopsy and aspiration. Say that five times. These are great topics. So plant new seeds of knowledge and earn valuable continuing education credits. Attend the 2022 Spring Forward Coding webinar series and members can register now for just $225 by going to rbma.org forward slash calendar this is a series you won't want to miss so i believe you were influential when you were president in developing the federal affairs committee yes and i was the first yes. chair yes Yes, right? yes, you yeah. are. Yes, Simply yes. because I had been a state senator. So you figured, exactly. well, if he could do that, he must be federal affairs. 
That has doesn't state senator have something to do with legislation and federal. It things? does, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was cleaning out my garage the other day, and I found my Senate license plate tags from Delaware. That's awesome. And and uh, I said to Barb, I should put one on the front of the car just to you know. Barb says, "Oh, don't do that. That was a long right, time ago." Right. But they're cool. They're gold. They have your initials. Huh? That was a great, great development. That Federal yeah. Affairs Committee. And oh, it, it was. Yeah. yeah, and it still is. I mean, we really accomplished some very significant things. Yeah. Remember when they wanted to make meaningful use or EHRs applicable yes. to hospital-based radiologists, and we, yes. we fought that and, and won that yeah. battle. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting when you look at associations. Uh, advocacy is always kind of number one of the number mm -hmm. one reasons that we exist, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we showed it again last year with our battle with you know the the uh, the cuts because of the ENM reevaluation. You know mm -hmm. we were successful, the broad mm -hmm. coalition, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and very proud of RBMA. We came together and had that grassroots organ, and we the American Society Association executives, you know, gave us a gold circle award for that. Yes, we were yes. honored for that. So it's very proud, yes. but it, but it really goes back to the vision of the board and your leadership back then to develop that. It's great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it wasn't just me? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> wasn't of, just you. Not at all. Not at I, all. I know those board meetings could tend to be long. I remember the first time I was on the board. I think it was I went to a strategic planning session in Albuquerque, and it seemed like there were there mm -hmm. had to be fifty people at that meeting. Huh? It's a hotel Tamaya. Yes. Wonderful that. place, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe was Pat president or Greg or one of those two, huh? Oh, Pat Epping or boy. Greg? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, maybe, no, been Cynthia Pat. Pittman was president elect. It was after me. Yeah, she, she was, was after me. But it was a great session. Yeah. I think that was my meeting. Oh, was it your meeting? Maybe I it was. So. Yeah. Okay. I think it might have been. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it was mm -hmm. a great meeting. Mm -hmm, I remember mm -hmm. learning a lot, getting a lot done, and having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three yes. important elements. Yes, absolutely. But and we had all those liaisons at the time to other organizations. Yes. And that was always interesting. We don't, we've kind of gotten away from that, but that was an mm -hmm. interesting uh, mm -hmm, development mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it certainly was. So, and, and I've also seen you in action on Capitol Hill. <laughs> That's. Uh, that is such an experience. I, yeah. I would say you better do it while you have yeah. the opportunity because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, is it? Walking in, uh -huh. I remember you in the House Ways and Means Committee hearing room, which most people haven't had the opportunity to go into. We were in it that day. There was a yeah, hearing. I remember that I, room. Yes. Was it the Ways and Means Committee? I forget what committee it was. Uh, yeah, I think, yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. And you were furiously taking notes. And I thought you were going to get right up and testify. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so profoundly exciting to be involved at that level. It and is. I, it I is. would encourage any member to do that. It is. Uh, and the thing, the, the, the biggest thing is you realize when you go and you think, okay, we're going to have this meeting and it's mm -hmm. going to be awesome and we're going to accomplish so much. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't really, what you do accomplish is you establish access. Right. So now when you leave, you have a means of, you have a, a channel, an avenue now to continue right. the discussion. Right. Um, and that really came to light when, you know, we were in there talking about something radiology related and we left. And then the next group coming in was talking about 
gasoline yeah. something or other. You Highway know, transportation yeah, taxes. Yeah, just so much flooding these people. Yeah. Um, I One of the things I enjoy, um, if we ever get back to Capitol Hill, I mean, right now it's still pretty much closed down. Between COVID and, yes. and security after January mm-hmm. 6th, nobody's seeing anybody live pretty much. Uh, but um, is asking other people are there, why are you here? <laughs> yes. You yes. get this huge sense of these, it's just this broad, uh, you know, the, the United States of America and all the different interests and all the different mm-hmm. uh, businesses and personal interests. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was talking one time, just walking on the street and I asked this one, I said, why are you here? She, she, she was there. They raise uh, cattle and they're private mm-hmm. kind of small farmers, small farmers associate or something. And, you know, Right. About meat regulation and you know and i'm like well of course exactly yeah of course you are you know yeah well and it makes you realize especially in the environment that we're in now yeah it's not all in washington right we, we can be equally if not more active within our state jurisdictions sure and i think you sure. forget that sometimes yeah. Yeah, when I'm kind of a state guy with my background, yeah. I, I believe strongly mm-hmm. that that's kind of where the action is. Mm-hmm. And um, because it can be, it's smaller, you know, you can get some things done. Governors want to get things done. Legislature, because everybody's kind of trying to move up the ladder. So you want something done and they right. have to pass a budget. Uh, right. You know, the federal government doesn't really have to pass a budget. They just pass a resolution and print more money. <laughs> We right. better not go down that road. I know. <laughs> Cut that <We're>, part, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, we're going to edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. But they really don't, Barb. And I but, know. but yeah, I know. governors and state legislatures have to do that. Yes. And it has to be balanced in most. Mm-hmm. And so there's this great push to get that done. It's very, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting dynamic that I got used to in Delaware. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen it replicated, but it helps everybody get mm-hmm. to a decision point. It does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, but I I know everyone has appreciated your interest in uh, PAMA and MIPS, and you've presented on it several times. Um, I I went away from radiology for about three years, and when I came back, there was this thing called PAMA, and I still to this day it's like, what the heck are you talking? It sounds like a board <laughs> game to me, you know. If you Promoting do this, you get access to Medicare. <laughs> I know, you know, and if if you if you do this, you get to go down to Candyland Lane and get this many points and you have this, you know, right. it's fascinating. Huh? Right. Well, you also begin to appreciate the legislative action really just produces kind of a skeleton, a framework yeah. and, and, and the importance of working with Medicare and CMS yeah. Yeah. to flesh out whatever those regulations are that have to live within the framework of the statute. Yeah. And that's been equally uh, um, fun to work on as well. Well, and you've done a great job and you're, you're really good and your colleagues at MSN are good when you join together and try to describe this to everyone because it is complicated. Huh? <laughs> it, it is. really is. And it is. And then try to, to, to describe it to your husband or your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Or your child. <laughs> well, I like to tell, I, you know, I like to remind people, especially those that are Medicare age, that when I describe the Medicare physician fee schedule, they're like blown away. They didn't real people don't realize that. No. They I said, you ever think about how doctors get paid for Medicare patients? No. I said, well, every year this 
1200 page thing comes out and all the interests go through it and make comments and people don't have any idea that uh, it's fascinating and it's a yes. huge deal it isn't it's a big deal for us oh yeah but to our earlier point then you go into the well my husband's an architect and they right. have their whole you know and they're well, they have their deal that world that we don't know about right and lots yeah. of rules and regs over there as well you know uh I was in for my annual physical a couple of weeks ago and was talking to my doctor about, well, how's it going? You know, I haven't seen you in 15 months. And I, I said, did you all do a lot of teleradiology? He goes, well, you know, they're owned by the hospital. They, they wanted us to, but he said, we were, we didn't have the technology. I go, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, well, there's no camera. There's no cam. We don't have cameras on all the, you know, yeah. monitors. And he yeah. said, and he specifically said, and a lot of the Medicare population don't have any cameras. So it wasn't, they really struck. And that's, fa I, that just hit me like a brick. Like, you know, we immediately go into Zoom mode in March of right. where we're, you know, haven't, and yet, and, and you know, we're reading about and, uh, and the CARES Act, the special uh, reimbursements for telehealth, and we're going to extend telehealth. Mm -hmm. and all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in reality, <laughs> video communication yeah video mm -hmm. communication is really mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. there yet it's fa mm -hmm. I, that was a fascinating comment or observation yeah and, and yet i i think the data suggests that the older population is are high users mm -hmm. of technology i mean i think of my yeah. mother-in-law she probably wouldn't know if she had a camera if she did probably not so i think well they might not is, have a laptop right just just um, how do, you edu how do you educate on that front? Well, again, you get them a 15-year-old grandson or great-grandson to do it, right? Or, or a five-year-old. Or a five-year-old <laughs> granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have we had two grandbabies during COVID, so we're having yeah. fun. Either or. Babies. Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's all good. But yeah, I uh, the, the challenges technologically that you and I have both observed for close to 30 years now have been fascinating to me. I mean, you, yeah. you and I both started in a billing environment that was pretty much paper, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and how radiology professionals like yourself and Bo and others in the business have, have been able to move on. It's just, it's fascinating to me. It is fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of yeah. get dragged. Uh, uh, I mean, you have to go with where the industry is going. Yeah, so. yeah. And if, yeah, if you don't, you're, you're, you're in the dust, in. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, you know that about, you know that you haven't forgotten about that with marketing, right? I mean, right, yeah. exactly. Did uh, uh, you, obviously the whole industry has learned so much from COVID that, mm -hmm. you know, what will we take forward from that? We've talked about virtual workplace, but what, what else? I mean, I think the technology is gonna really going to drive that, don't you think, with yeah, well, artificial intelligence stuff? I'm not sure hybrid meetings are going away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I think there's, it, it's difficult from an exhibitor perspective mm -hmm. as to how you make that valuable because yeah. one of the comments that we've made, you don't, you know, a lot of the interactions when you're on site, you catch somebody in the hallway yep. or, oh, right. I didn't know I was going to see you here. Yes. Let's have a chat. Let's go yeah. sit over here and have a cup of coffee. Have a cup of coffee. Yeah, those kind of interactions are yeah. lost. So how yes. do we weave that 
back into the hybrid model. I think that's going to be a challenge for yeah, us. But we kind of spoil people about it's it's easy to sit here at your laptop and watch a session. Right. Yes, it is. It's very easy. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the mm -hmm. way, it's recorded. You can watch it anytime you want. Exactly. And get right. your credits. So yeah. yeah, we are going to be offering a hybrid model in October. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. we're into very active discussions at the staff level about how do we engage those hybrid registrants yes. to try to bring them into the meeting in a different way. We've got some right. real creative ideas. And of course, it's all about right. the technology we have. There, there are so many challenges around that. It's fascinating. So a couple of things. Uh, I've always been fascinated with uh, physicians, radiology, predominantly male until, you know, what the last 10 years, right. but hiring strong women to manage their practices. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we talk about diversity and we have, mm -hmm. we have a, uh, our, our board appointed a diversity, equity, and inclusion task force, but we've always had very strong female leaders in RBMA and, and you're one of them. That You have had some opinions and thoughts. I, I know we've talked about the changing nature of radiology groups. We kind of started talking about uh, radiology groups size back in the nineties, but yeah. the, the, the dollars coming in with through the private equity yeah. uh, arrangements, you know, you you and I have talked about that and the effect on radiology and how do you see that going over the next few years? Well, I know that I've had discussions about what's the end goal. So yeah. private equity historically, and, and mm -hmm. this may not be true going forward, but historically has been looking for an investment that will return a yield in, in the form of a transaction, what, six to eight years down the road and, mm -hmm. and return a bigger amount to the investors. Yeah, sure. So do these investors have the patience? Mm. I mean, is their goal to build mm -hmm. um, the, the largest radiology group in the country, for example, or is their goal to build something that then could be sold for a return on their investment? And I don't, I mm -hmm. don't know that we have any answers to that. Yeah. Um, yet. And there's also it seems to be breaking down into groups who are willing to entertain a sale mm -hmm. and then groups who are fiercely committed mm -hmm. to being independent. Independent, right, yeah. But even in light of that independence are finding ways to integrate. So yes, for example, right. the Preferred Radiology Alliance in Florida is right. an alliance. Yes. Yeah. Um, reminiscent to some extent of the GRN back in 93 that we talked right. about. So, yeah. And then we have the whole other, we have another situation that I'm intimately aware of because two of our clients were involved uh -huh. where an entire hospital division gave the professional services agreements to a large corporation. Oh, so, to, oh, wow. Uh -huh. so those groups weren't even selling. Yeah. They were yeah. the P, the PSA is going here. If you'd like to apply for a job, wow, there you, you go. To. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow, mm -hmm. how interesting. Mm -hmm. I've often wondered. You know, I think one of the greatest, um, uh, well, benefits of being a physician is that you know when you get that when you when you can when you graduate and get that medical license, you really can go anywhere. I'm not sure there's many. 
careers like that. It's fascinating mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that piece of the independence of being physician to me is a very, very valuable thing. And yes. I, and I it, you yes. know, I, that whole decision making point within groups must really be difficult. You know, I haven't had to experience that, but it must be a tremendously difficult for groups to work through that. And then here's a whole nother dimension that I heard about um, over the past year. So what we're focused on is hospital-based primarily, but there's sure. certainly imaging center acquisitions uh -huh. and, and so forth. Right. But I think by and large, what, what the, when I think of the large consolidators that, that they are incorporating hospital-based. Yeah. So the, the hospital CEO of this particular group said, these are my patients. Oh. I don't. I don't want a large, yeah, public entity right. here running my radiologist yeah. group. So you really don't have anything to sell. Oh, that's. And I've always wondered about that. I've had that conversation with. Um, can I mention Ken Davis? <laughs> you can mention Ken Davis. Ken has spoken on this. Yes, he's very agnostic, as Ken would say. Yeah. About what's the what's the appeal? when you're not buying the referral. Yeah, chain. right. Yeah, so it's you're, you're buying an entity that is performing services at the order of the, you're not buying the entire delivery system. Oh, sure. You're at the end of that. And these yeah. uh, the people that you're buying are performing services at the order of another. Oh, right. Yeah, and I it's a very it's, interesting dynamic. Yes. And I think those in those, those radiologists and others in those arrangements would say, well, yes, but we're, we have the ability because of scale to improve service and investments in the technology to improve quality, et cetera, which is the sell to the hospital, you know, but I've had that. Right. When, yeah. When I, when I was managing the group, um, our hospital CEO at the time was very clear about that with mm -hmm. our leadership. You know, you guys aren't going with one of these, you know, they did not want, they wanted a local group. It was mm -hmm. a very interesting dynamic. Now again, it is interesting. central yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. you, you know, uh, right, but even right. so, but there's that whole that's that there's that whole dimension too. That, yeah, yeah, and and I see kind of in different camps, and then you have your whole academic, which is completely different. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I, I've always, you know, politics is local, but I've also always heard this line that healthcare is all local. Oh and yeah, I, absolutely. Huh? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I mean, you you've experienced that. Oh. You've had some pretty severe illnesses. You've been a patient. Yes. How did that help you be a better, you know, manager within that process, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, this is good. This is, uh, you know, we at RBMA try to engage members in a lot of different way. And I know you, you appreciate all these different methods we're trying to do, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I thank you so much for being a wonderful resource. Oh, well, I, I mean that genuinely and sincerely. Well, we, uh, <clears throat> we love our past presidents. Uh, and uh, we love our chapter leaders. You've been so involved in Florida. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm really a strong believer that we grow RBMA nationally by growing chapters. Uh -huh. You know, I, I really uh -huh. believe that. Um, I started out in the association business a long time ago as a chapter executive director in a different industry. So right. I'm a big, I'm a big state chapter. Yes. Person, you know? yes. So yes. Uh, I hope to get back to Florida to one of your meetings. That was like the last meeting I went to. Was yes. the Florida well, chapter in 2020. 
Come in July. Augustine. Come in July. Well, yeah. Uh, what, what did the, I, I've got to look at that. Yeah. yeah. We're we, meeting we, in Orlando. Orlando, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and I was Georgia, Georgia president before. Oh, you were? National. I did not know that. <laughs> and you're president elect of your Rotary Club, too. Barbara, I'm so, <laughs> I, I am so old that I remember when Rotary Clubs had the big votes to allow women in them. That was a huge deal. That's unbelievable. Is that amazing? That's unbelievable. And uh, in the 80s, um, the Rotary Club in Wilmington, Delaware was a staid, you know, white shirt, gray suit, and all the DuPont executive, all the executive. Oh, I think that was, I think it was two votes they had to take. I think it was two. Oh, wow. It didn't wow. pass the first time. Wow. And um, <clears throat> I think the other thing they voted on two votes was whether you could smoke at the meeting or not. Oh, oh, that is a long time ago. It's a long time ago, Barb. But, you know, if you live long enough, you see some interesting conversations. We've never had that issue with RBMA. There was no smoking and women were always included. So that was great. We had a new board meeting at my house last night and we looked at our demographic. We're an even split. Are you really? 50% okay. men, 50% women. <laughs> well, I was president of my Rotary Club in whenever it was, 2012 or something. It was prior to being president of RBMA. And, you know, you meet 52 times a year, 160 people for lunch. You talk about yeah. stage, not having stage fright, but getting speaker. I mean, it's like almost a part-time job you know, for some indeed. of these Rotary Clubs. Huh? It is indeed. And we meet at seven in the morning. Oh, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I have to come, well, if I come down, I'm gonna have to do a makeup, you know. <laughs> I know. You're welcome. <laughs> That's rotary language for making sure you're attending. But I, ours is still our club is meeting virtually until June the 30th. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, we started meeting in person. Oh, months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that difficult? I mean, maybe not in Florida. No, it wasn't. Yeah, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania is a little more difficult. But to the to the whole tenor of our conversation to some extent we're now in a hybrid you know you oh, can zoom okay. into the meeting if you want yeah 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 because you know mm -hmm. sometimes i can't get there but i'd like to hear the speaker exactly well great well i'd love to speak at your club sometime oh i'd love to have we can you. tell stories okay <laughs> all right good well barb thanks for being on a word with bob of course thank you for these inviting are, me these are really good conversations and i know how you like to prepare but we really try to improv these and you were wonderful. You did a great uh, job too. <laughs> you, uh, we, we, well, I, I'm really hopeful that um, all these different offerings to RBMA members, especially to our young yeah. professionals, that they'll listen to these conversations and maybe have a mm -hmm. nugget that they take away and or get yeah. inspired or say, oh, I play the saxophone, but I could be RBMA president. You know? Exactly. So exactly. that'll be great. Well, we'll have to, I don't know, maybe we'll have to plan a, a duet or get a couple pianos on stage or have dueling pianos. <laughs> one time we went to dueling pianos. I remember that's so one of the meetings. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah well. I remember that, that one. <laughs> well, we'll get you to play something and Keith Chu can sing and then we're, it'll be a perfect meeting. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Love it. Well, well, thanks for joining me. Okay. Thank you, and, Bob. Yeah. Have a wonderful day and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll learn something from our conversation, won't we? Very good. All right. Great job. Have a good afternoon.